Hello, everybody. We uh, welcome to the Vineyard. We are in a series called "Living Is Christ," and what we're attempting to do in this series is to um, look at the life, the full and abundant now and forever life that we can have in Christ, and that this is—it's uh, an amazing life. We have a very real enemy that's trying to steal that life from us, but um, we're looking at how how amazing this life is and how to live it um, fully in the Lord. So we spent some time in uh, Philippians 1, 20 through 27, where Paul says to live is Christ, and we, uh, we examined that for some weeks, and now we're in Ephesians 4, and the, the important part about this sort of passage is that Paul talks about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. And that those two verses have right in the middle a verse that talks about being changed, you know, our attitude of our minds being changed. And I want to make this point whenever we get into this, is that this whole process is about us yielding to the Holy Spirit. And Paul is talking about these new attitudes that are being developed in us as we yield to the Holy Spirit. And that it's His work in us, that, that God has created this new self for us um, in, in His holiness and righteousness. And it's not that we are sort of, you know, um, it's not a self-improvement thing where we're, we're figuring these things out and doing them in our own strength because then we take credit for it. It's the Spirit of God working in us who's changing us in these areas so that as we see these areas being changed, we can say, well, that's the work of God in my life. That's not me doing it. That's Him doing it. Uh, and uh, that's significant or else we'll just become, you know, sort of outwardly changing instead of being changed from the inside out. So last week we, we talked uh, about the Holy Spirit and who He is and His ministry in, in, uh, in us and what that looks like. Um, and, and this week I want to talk about being kind and compassionate because that's what comes up next. So that's where we're headed. Uh, that's the intro. Bad joke time. Why does Humpty Dumpty love autumn? Because Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Isn't that bad? So I think one of the difficulties we have with this whole, this whole thing, with this bad joke time, is I'm trying to be cheesy, but many of you seem to be lactose intolerant. <laughs> lactose. No? All right, so I'm going to talk about kindness. This is the last one. Uh, a wealthy man was going for his evening walk when he saw two uh, men eating grass by the roadside. He stopped by and asked him, why are you eating grass? Well, we don't have any money for food, the man replied. Oh, well, you can come with me to my house, instructed the man. But sir, I, I have a wife and two children with me. Well, bring them along, he replied. And suddenly the other man asked, well, sir, I have a wife and six children. He said, bring them as well. And, uh, and, and so they were walking to the rich man's house, and one of the poor guys said, sir, you're so kind and merciful. Thank you for taking us with you. And the, the wealthy man looked at them and replied, I'm glad to do it. You'll love my place. The grass is 12 inches tall. <laughs> okay, scripture reading. And I, I might not keep that, I don't know. Ephesians 4.22 and following, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness therefore 
Each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Today I want to really focus in on uh, verse 31 and the first part of 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. So I think this is a fascinating little passage. And um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this this week and, and why Paul seems to put these ideas back before us um, and you know because of bitterness and rage and anger and brawling and slander and malice and why he's bringing them up now and because you know he's he's been talking to us let's hop right into point number one about old self attitudes in comparison to the new attitudes so point number one is these old self attitudes and so um, he's he's introducing the new self stuff the stuff that's being worked out in us by the Holy Spirit the the, the, the way that we are supposed to be in this life as we yield to the Spirit of God and He's working in us and, and uh, sort of the contrast to the old self that, that, you know, we still are all dealing with that, you know, that old self keeps popping up in, in our lives. And, and so for the most part so far, He's been talking about some old self attitudes that are really pretty easy to spot when you think about it. You know, He's talked about the importance of speaking truthfully and so we, we dealt with that. We, we touched on the whole deal of anger, although he's going to bring that up again. And we, we talked about what that looks like. He, um, you know, he talked about the importance of not stealing. And, and, and then he talked about, you know, the importance of using our words uh, the right way and what that looks like. But this group is a little sneaky. And, and, uh, and so let me, let me define them. And then I want to tell you why I think they're sneaky and what they mean. So, um, he starts off by talking about bitterness. Bitterness is a smoldering resentment, brooding, holding a grudge, a sour attitude, an unforgiving spirit. And we're going to talk about forgiveness next week um, because it's part of this verse, the, the end of verse 32, but it needs its own slot. And bitterness gets hooked into unforgiveness, but bitterness is a smoldering resentment, a brooding, holding a grudge. I'm sure none of us are, are there, right? A sour attitude, isn't it? Okay. Then there's rage, which kind of self-defining, that's letter, that's B, rage, a sort of a wild fury. So you have bitterness, this is A, rage he talks about, this, I, I think you guys all know what rage is like, right? I think we've, we can, okay. Then there's anger again, see, and we, we, we devoted a whole thing to anger, and we talked about appropriate anger um, and what that looks like, uh, you know, that, that there is a, an anger that's righteous, um, and it's being angry over things that God is angry about, 
but that most of our anger is usually more of a self-righteous or absolutely sinful anger, both of, both of which are sinful, but um, we looked at that, but Paul brings it up again here, and it's, you know, this is the anger where we don't get what our, we want, and our, our pride, and, you know, is hurt, and so we get angry, and then there's brawling, and, you know, I think most of us think of brawling as, like, always a physical sort of thing, but it's, it's any sort of violent outburst is uh, considered brawling. Uh, that would be our word for that. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with passionately expressing our viewpoints or even disagreeing with others, but, but brawling, sort of, you know, the idea of a violent outburst when it becomes personal um, is, is wrong, and that's part of the issue. And then there's slander, which is uh, E, slander. Slander is speaking wrongly about others or making false statement about others that damage their reputation. Slander, not good, slander. And malice. Um, malice is, is like um, Ill, Ill will towards somebody else, like, like wishing bad on other people. Um, a malice. Um, and, and so you think, well, those are... Those are pretty, and I, I think we might look at those first and well, pff, that's, that's not, not that way. I'm not like that. I'm not, you know, not bitter. I'm not raged. I'm not angry person. I'm not slanderous or filled with malice or anything. You know, I'm doing pretty good. So why is Paul making a big deal out of this? Especially last week, you know, he talked about being filled with the Spirit and what that means and what that looks like, and he's talked about making sure we're using our words to build up uh, in this journey. Um, what's going on with these things? And so spend a lot of time just thinking and praying about this and here's why I think this is such an important deal those things that I just described to you are often sort of things that we might think that we have some control over um, and the reason I would say that is that, is that we uh, so let, me, let me run this scenario by you have you, have you ever been angry in a in a private setting in someone that you're in relationship with in a way that you would never get in a public situation? Have you ever said things since, you know, in a private situation that you would never say in a public situation? Have you ever talked about people in a private situation that you wouldn't talk about in a public situation? Um, have you ever been with somebody and, and talked about you wish something bad would happen to somebody else? Have you, and, and you would never do that in a public thing, but perhaps in a private thing, in a private situation, that you might, you might have some of these things go on. And, and, uh, uh, and so, on the one hand, we, we sort of think we're con we can control it because we would do it in this situation, but we would never do it in this situation. Or, you know, it would be really, you know, not very often that it's sort of leaked out into a public thing. But, but the reason I think Paul brings this up and it's such a big deal is because... We think we might have some control over it. We don't really yield it to the Holy Spirit. And I think at some level, we may not necessarily want to get rid of some of those things because we think they might be useful from time to time in getting what we want. And that if you're going to mess with me, I want to hang on to a little rage. So maybe I can scare you off. Or maybe I'm going to hang on to some anger so I can manipulate a little bit. Or... Maybe I'm going to say some stuff because it just feels good to say some bad things sometimes. Maybe I'm just going to hang on to these things. And I, I think there's this 
subtle little thing in us that we have to be careful of that because we can control those things to some level when we want to and, and not when, you know, we don't yield them all the way to the Holy Spirit. We hang on to them. We let them stay. We don't, they, don't, they don't maybe offend us as horrifically as some of the other things that we've talked about, you know. And so we allow them to kind of stay because, hey, they might be useful sometimes. Or it might help me get what I want. Or I don't want to get rid of those for whatever reason. And so they kind of stay with us. Even after we've been working on a whole lot of other things and we might have really made some progress in yielding to the Lord and He's doing some great stuff, but we're hanging on these little things. And, then, and it only pops up maybe in the most private of places. And yet they still pops up. And you think, well, why is that? And, and that's what we have to sort of, sort of tone into here is you... Because, the, the, you know, the work and the bigger stuff we've been talking about is underway. And now our relationship with the Holy Spirit is such that, that He wants to have access to everything to help us to continue to grow. So we have to go, you know what? I don't want to be that person anymore. And it has to come to that spot. I'm going to have to get to the spot where I trust God that I don't need to hold on to things to manipulate others. I don't need to hold on to those things that, that they maybe I feel like they're defense mechanisms or, or whatever. Uh, and... Um, Maybe I, I'm not going to hold on to him because I like maybe to talk bad about somebody or whatever. It makes me feel better. I'm just, I don't want to be that person. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to surrender those things to the Lord as well. Because what ultimately this new self looks like is compassion, kindness, and forgiveness. That the ultimate work of the Holy Spirit in us, in this new self... Is, is that as it's being developed and more and more fully developed, we become more compassionate, more kind, and more forgiving. And that those things are being worked out in us in a, in a very obvious way to us even. And, and so these areas that we might be hanging on to are getting in the way at this point, and, and we have to go, okay, I don't want to be that anymore. I, I don't want to be a bitter person. I'm not going to hang on to things that, bring the bitterness in and we're going to talk way more about bitterness next week because it, it keeps a lot of people out of walking in forgiveness and, and I don't want to have to resort to rage I don't want to have to have things build up to a point where that's what comes out I don't, I don't want to walk around angry um, in, a, in that way I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a brawler <laughs> I don't want to have violent outbursts I don't that, that you know sort of pop out of nowhere I don't, I don't want to slander other people for my benefit. And I don't want to talk bad about people, anybody. There's no, there's no real, I don't want to, I don't want to have malice towards anyone. I don't wish, I don't want to ish will, you know, ish will. Wish ill. You don't want to ish will on anybody. <laughs> I got to write that down. Ish will. <laughs> Sounds like an Old Testament name. <laughs> um, and so, you know, what do we do with that? And what we have to realize is, okay, Lord, I want to be that, that person like you. Compassion, kind, and forgiveness. See, God is compassionate. We know that about him. God is kind, and God is forgiving. And so what he does is he calls us as his children to be like that. And that's what he's doing in us. That's what the Holy Spirit is ultimately working us into. And, and we've all got work on this, and I, I've told you this before. The church should be the most loving institution in the world. We don't have that. And all of that should come out of the fact that we're compassionate, we're kind, and we're forgiving. 
and, and that has to be worked in us. We settle way down the road when we start going, you know, outward stuff. Well, these are the rules, and I'm going to do that, and then I'm just going to hate other people, talk bad about them. If they don't, you know, line up with me, and it's not what we're called to be. So what does it look like? Like I said, I want to take the whole time next week and talk about forgiveness because it needs all 22 minutes at least. But uh, today I just want to talk about compassion and kindness in the, in the minutes that we have left and what that looks like in our life. So point number two in your notes is compassion. Compassion. Paul said, verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Compassion, literally the word, the word is um, bowels of sympathy. That's how it comes out of the, out of the original language. And so when the Bible was written, um, it was believed that the emotions originated in the bowels. Um, that's just how they believe things happen. And we don't believe that way anymore. The, the closest thing we would have to that anymore is something like, well, I've got a gut feeling about this. So you, you sort of get the connection. But, but back when the Bible was written, they believed that all this. So this idea of compassion were, was um, with these bowels of sympathy, or today we'd probably more likely say like a heart of, of pity. For, for someone, not in a bad way, but in a, in a good way. It's a, it's a sense of sympathy and empathy with someone else. And so we're, we're to approach life, Paul said, as those kind of people, compassionate people, um, looking at the situations in life that way first, not from our own selfish perspective, but as people of compassion with, with sympathy and empathy. This is a fallen and broken world. We're all broken people. We're all a huge mess. Um, the only thing that's different with some of us is that we found Jesus and he's giving us life but none of us has completely figured all that out yet and everybody's sort of in a different place on that whole journey and so I want to, you know, like God approach situations first with compassion and so I've got to yield a lot of stuff to the Holy Spirit so that I'm not pressing through all my old filters all the old self all of the things that have, you know, been going on that, that keep me sort of disconnected with no empathy or sympathy to the broken people that are around me and so I, I need to have his compassion and I, I think we have to ask for, for him to help us learn to be compassionate and he will that's part of the Holy Spirit working in us and then out of that compassion comes kindness that's point number three I kindness separated from compassion is just something that you do that doesn't mean anything kindness um is, is an action that comes out of compassion. And, and, and it, it, it reveals compassion, um, but it's, it's sort of grounded in it as well. And, and it comes out of a, having a sympathy and empathy for other people. It can take lots of different forms, kindness. Kindness can be a smile, um, a kind word, pat on the shoulder, invitation to lunch, offer to help. Um, anything that sort of steps out of our normal little it's all about me comfort zones and compassionately looks at the lives of other people and thinks of you know at least opens themselves to the possibility that God might have you move into a situation that's all you're asking you don't have to move into every situation just you know God is this something you want me to move into um, and, and he'll, he'll let us know but we're really to sort of put these things on us as we start the day. Again, it's, it's got to be an inside-out change. So we're, we're asking him in light of the fact that that description of things that I talked about earlier doesn't sound good to any of us. 
in light of that fact, God, I don't want to have those things on me, so I, I want to be today. Just let me be a person of compassion and kindness and, and allow your spirit to move in me in that way. Um, the kindness of God, this is the definition of the kindness of God, the steadfast love that maintains relationships through gracious aid in times of need. That's the definition of the kindness of God. That's the next definition that's up there. So I was back one. Um, Ephesians 2, 4 and 7 says this. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So, so God is showing uh, and has been showing us his kindness in this whole process. The, the, the steadfast love that maintains relationships through gracious aid in times of need. That's what he's doing in our life. But kindness as a human virtue is this. This is what that looks like. It's helpfulness, helpfulness to others prompted by an experience of God's redemptive love. So because he's demonstrated his kindness to us in this redemptive love that we have in Christ, being reconciled to him, it changes us so that we get out of the middle of the story and, and allow this kindness and compassion to flow through us. Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. See, it's, 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 an, it's like a picture of this new clothing that we've been talking about all along. And, and it's that whole noun and adjective thing at work. You know, the, he's the noun of the story, not us. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, our lives are to describe him. We're, we're the adjectives in the story. But, but he's the center of the story. And we, we constantly get ourselves at the center of the story. And there's no life for us there. That's why he doesn't want us to be there. We, so t- when you're in the middle of your own story, you're not experiencing any type of life at all. It's a miserable place to be. And there's so many people get stuck there. And, and it's not where we find life. And, and so, you know, the... Uh, the reason that we're sometimes unkind is because we get stuck in the middle of the story and our perspective is not where it needs to be. So, so you know, Paul says again in this whole process, Philippians 2, 3, and 5, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Big stretch to even think about having his attitude, but the Holy Spirit is in us. And so it can be developed in us. He, he wants to develop that attitude in us. We're not going to get there right away. But, but we need to at least be open to it. So we have to start, you know, in situations where we feel those things coming up. It's a great thing. Bitterness, anger, rage, violent outbursts, slander, malice. When you feel those things coming up, then it's a, it's a great clue that what we need to do is say, oh God, I, I'm going to surrender that whole deal to you right now. That's not how I want to be. I want to, I want to walk in your spirit in this thing. I, I want to be a person of compassion and kindness. Teach me in this situation how that looks. Because that's how we, he teaches us. See, and he's teaching us in the process. And so 
you know, you know, and then if you if you do that, then then think about you know maybe what you think Jesus might do in that situation. It's always a really good thing. You know, how would Jesus handle this situation? And and you know, sort of process through some of those things. So that's what I want you to think about this week. The the component, the other component there is forgiveness, and and I like I said, I need to develop that in its own little time next week. So so. It's compassion, kindness, and forgiveness, and they go together. And there's some, some things I really want to talk to you about in forgiveness. And I'm going to share you one of my famous, my favorite Jesus stories to help us deal with forgiveness. But um, uh, that's what's coming up. But think about that this week. Okay, whenever those things are coming on me, that that big bad list that we read, that's a great time to go. Oh Lord, I don't want to be that person anymore. Will you help me now? And and what he helps you with is to become compassionate, kind, and ultimately forgiving. So we'll talk more about that week, next week. But that's good for today. If you're watching my video, thanks for watching. We appreciate that. Come and see us when you can. And if you need prayer, go to the website, and there's a prayer page there, and you can um, you can put your prayer requests in there, and we'll pray for you. But that's all for.